In a world with custom calls, custom shotguns, and custom shotgun shells, why stop there? Why not custom decoy rigs made to hunt the way you hunt? From the jerk cords for the flooded timbers of Arkansas, to the long lines for the diver hunts of the Great Lakes, to the Texas rigs for the crawfish ponds of Louisiana and the rice fields of the Sacramento Valley. At A-Bear's Custom Decoy Rigs, LLC, they have the rig for you. From their coated cable to their patent tangle-free monofilament rigs to their endless weight, shapes, and sizes, they have what you're looking for. Find them at www.abearcustomdecoyrigs.com or find them on their Facebook page. Remember, get the rig for the way you hunt. Flyway Connections is brought to you by The Real Decoy. If you're looking to make your decoy spread come alive, check out the products. From the Roughneck and Natural Swimmer, with the Max Flow keel design for optimal speed and battery life. To their Natural Flutter Extreme Mod 1, featuring their new proprietary Tsunami Wave technology that gives your decoy spread natural water movement. If you're the hardcore waterfowler looking for hardcore motions, look up the Real Decoy products at realdecoy.com. Use promo code FWC22 for 15% off of your next purchase. Welcome back, everybody, to another show, Flyway Connections. Like always, my name is Chris. I'm here with my buddy, Joe and Sharp. Joe? Hey, how you guys doing this evening? So tonight's episode, we have Levi and Scotty from Dirty Duck Coffee Company. Hey, how you gentlemen doing today? And I'm doing good, guys. How are y'all? Not too bad. Not too bad. So um, where do you guys, where do you guys um, based out of? Uh, we're based so, out... Go ahead, Scotty. I'll let you handle this. Oh, no, that's, I appreciate it. Uh, so we're based out of Texas. So Bernie, Texas, and then we got a hunt club up there in Mound City, Missouri, is our two locations. So um, you guys are both, you guys are hunting from uh, out of Texas and Missouri. So how was you guys' season this season? Levi, I'll let you handle that because mine was horrible down here in the state of Texas. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so Scotty's. Uh, so, I guess we should we should clarify that one. Of, we we've got two owners. Uh, one of them lives up in Kansas City, north side of Kansas City. Uh, the other one, like like Scotty mentioned, uh, Buck, he lives down in Texas. Um, and then Scotty's located in Fort Worth area, and I'm loaded, located up in uh, Northeast Kansas, just not far from Kansas City. So, um, so that we're we're all kind of spread out. Um, but uh, Jay and I are are located closest together up here, and like I said, he's Kansas City, and I'm kind of Northeast. I'm on the Kansas side, so I primarily hunt Kansas. Um, I've been over to Missouri a handful of times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, last year, uh, was, was a little bit different for me. I had a lot of things going on. I had a lot of irons in the fire. So, um, season was, was a little slower, um, for, for me personally. I mean, I still had, we still had some good hunts. Um, you know, I think our best, uh, which typically we don't hunt with this many guys. Uh, well, actually I don't want to say we did because we didn't, uh, we hunted two separate pools on uh, public ground one time uh, we split up like five and five or uh, six and seven or whatever it was, something like that. I think we had 11 or 12 guys total, but we split up 
Um, and uh, we ended up, uh, the guys that went to another pool come over and joined us, but we ended up shooting our limits of mallards. So we had, uh, like I said, a 10 to 12 man limit of green heads. So that was, that was our best hunt. But uh, we were, like I said, we were split up. It's not like we all hunted together at the same time. So, um, but yeah, uh, overall season was probably a little bit slower. Um, I just, you know, for me personally, I didn't have as much time as I had in the past and, and uh, was, was just had a lot of things going on. Um, you know, just, just life and, you know, growing up and getting older and, and, uh, uh, just, you know, wife wants me at home more and now I got to do things <laughs> more with her. We've been married, we've been married for a few years now. So, uh, there's always more and more family obligations and things you got to take care of like that. So to keep her happy. So. Oh yeah. We're all, we've all been there or oh, we all are there. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many divorces sharp Joe's on. So. I am the one, the kid free one. I'm the yeah. one kid, kid free one and un, unmarried. So yeah, good for not, for long. Long. <laughs> not for long. <laughs> Speaking of hunting season, I was going to see, uh, ask Sharp about the wood duck hunts down in Georgia and how he did. So I didn't hunt at all. Um, I'm actually in arkansas for duck season i got in uh in walnut ridge arkansas so i spent my season out there this year oh so so you got a little bit lucky you got you got to get away from all the wood ducks and actually go kill some birds huh yeah the, but those wood duck hunts those were what like got me got the gears turning and like burn burn that that fire burning that passion you know going out there and doing that and it's like daggum i just wanted I want to do this longer than 30, 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> I tell you what, they are probably, they are some of the best shooting for 15 to 20 minutes. And then. Ooh. Well, we, lost them. Yeah. we lost them. We lost them. <laughs> uh, let's see if he calls back. I switched over. I switched over to my phone and just put it on. Yeah, you my, sound a whole, you sound a whole lot better. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I switched over to my phone. And I just got it right here in front of my face. So I turned the mic off, or my camera off, so I aren't staring up my nose. Yeah. Joe, we lose y'all. Yeah, technical difficulties. I'm not sure. Did you lose both of us? Yeah, we yeah, did. Y'all, you were talking, and it's just like y'all just call dropped or something. Okay, but, well, give me just a second here. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, don't I'm usually the problem one, so it's all good. All right, I think we're I think we're back after just a few minutes of technical difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Um sorry about that, guys. I'll put the phone down now. <laughs> <laughs> um no, no yeah. problem. 
So you were you were talking about uh, wood duck hunts in Georgia, um, and you, are, are, have you hunted uh, in Georgia? Are you from Georgia? No, no. So I'm born and raised in Texas, uh, okay. but um, in my previous life, I was a uh, waterfowl technician. Did work all over the country, and oh, wow. uh, a couple of the guys I worked with. Uh, lived in Mississippi, uh, Georgia guys. Uh, and so we, we'd always talk about duck hunting and stuff like that. And pretty much when it comes to Georgia, it's, we got wood ducks and we go hunt. We're there at six. We're out of there by seven fifteen, And then nice. we go get breakfast because yep. that's all we got. It's to and the so long house I've just heard that. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But plenty of stories about the, the wood duck hunts out in Georgia. So what part of Texas are you actually, cause I'm from Texas too. I'm, I'm up here in uh, North Texas by Dallas Fort Worth area. Oh, uh, you know where uh, Kennedale is? Yeah, I know exactly where that's at. The, where the racetrack's yep, at. That's where I'm at. Yep. I'm about yeah. a mile and a half from the racetrack. Oh, nice. I know exactly. Uh, exactly where that's at, but yes, yeah, sir. I'm up here. If you know where Saginaw and Haslett is. Yep. Yeah, I, we, I actually spend a lot of time up there for work. So that's awesome, okay. man. Yeah, so I do Very most local. of my hunting right there in the northern part of Eagle Mountain. So I'll take my boat out there and hunt. I've I've heard very, very, very good things about that. Yeah, uh, it's with all these people, you've seen how how much it's grown here. It's, uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. gotten a lot more packed than uh, it's ever been. So but no, um, absolutely yeah um so i know i know we kind of talked that we're, we're kind of going on a rant about uh hunting and um that's a good thing uh but i guess the biggest thing that we want to kind of topic we want to start and why you guys are on here is we're kind of curious about this whole dirty duck co- uh coffee company because you know we've all heard you know black rifle all these other companies coming up um, and I saw you, I saw y'all actually, I saw you at the, uh, duck expo, uh, this past April. Um, and I went up there and I, that's what the first time I tried the coffee. And I, I mean, um, and I was curious, like, how did it, how did the, the dirty duck coffee actually start? What is the whole background behind it? And then, um, how did y'all even get attached with it? You want me to handle this, Scotty, or you got it? Yeah, man, you you take it. Okay, yeah, you're going to let me screw this up. All right, I like it. (laughs) Uh, No, um, so um, I've only been on on Dirty Duck, uh, or I I say Team Dirty Duck, because that's really what we are. We're a team, uh, or or even uh, sometimes, this might sound weird, but Family Dirty Duck, because that's what what this is. We're a team, we're a family. But... um, uh, the two owners, Jay and Buck, uh, Buck really came up with the idea um, a couple of years ago, uh, right before COVID-ish. Um, and um, so he he's the one that's got the place up in Mount City. And there's a lodge there. We say a lodge. There's, it's a bar downstairs. It's an old renovated downtown building in Mount City. It overlooks the uh, Squaw, Creek, Squaw Creek National Wildlife Refuge. And uh, upstairs, he's got the living quarters and everything. So it's like an apartment up there. So whenever up there to hunt or, or whatever, you know, you can have a place to stay and, and be downstairs and drink at the bar and play games and shuffleboard and all that good stuff. But uh, so it was really his. And then um, him and, and the other owner, Jay, uh, grew up together. 
and we're friends. And uh, Buck came to Jay with the idea about doing this because uh, they wanted to do something within the outdoor industry, but not necessarily be uh, like a hunting guide or something like that. Um, so they kind of had this idea and, and how they came up with the name Dirty Duck was that uh, people call his place uh, in Mount City just the Dirty Duck. And the name stuck and and they kind of came up with this idea of like, hey, let's let's do coffee. There's nobody really doing coffee in the in the waterfowl outdoor industry. Um, so so that's kind of how it came about. Uh, kind of a short story there. I mean, if, if one of those guys were on, they would definitely probably go into a little bit better detail than I am. But that's just kind of the quick version of it. Um, and then so I, I got to know Jay. Um, about I've known Jay for probably two years now ish maybe um and we just kind of I, I met him at a show we stayed in, in in contact um you know tried some of the coffee absolutely loved it and and you know saw him at some other shows and and uh, this last fall he uh he came to me and and um it was, I was I was kind of working in the outdoor industry and, and uh, helping doing some different things, helping some uh, companies and, and had some affiliations there and and different things. And and he came to me and he's like, hey, you know, we're we're interested in you know trying to take this thing to another level. Would you would you want to come and uh, maybe help us, you know, uh, utilize some of my skill sets and some of my experience and uh, that I've got. And, and helping them grow. And I said, Hey man, you know what? I'm, I'm on board, you know, whatever I can do to help, you know, count me in. And, uh, so it just kind of took off from there and, and, uh, we've kind of hit the ground running this year. Um, and Scotty's actually been around Scotty. You, I guess I'll let you take over, but you've kind of been more involved, um, longer than I have. And, and, and I don't want people to get this wrong because, uh, you know, this is more of a fun thing we're doing right now. This isn't a, a huge moneymaker. Um, it's just kind of a thing, you know, kind of a donating our time and making a few bucks along the way, but having a, having a good time with it and uh, see where we can take this thing. But, but yeah, Scotty, I think I'll let you take over because uh, I think you've been around longer than I have, or at least known these guys have been helping them uh, longer than I have. No, yeah, so um, I've actually, I guess, been hanging around helping these guys out for, I'd say, going on two years now, uh, uh, since oh, wow. uh, probably the the pandemic or something, um, a little bit before the first Ducks event. So, um, uh, lo and behold, uh, I had mutual friends with Buck Heath. He's one of the owners who came up with the idea. And uh, we started talking, you know, tried his coffee, and I was really a fan of it. And um, we got to hanging out and talking. And, you know, at the Ducks event, um, I went up there. I helped those guys out, just kind of hung out in the booth, and then um, ended up slinging some coffee. And, you know, I was actually pretty good salesman, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so from there, they just decided to keep me around. And, um, you know, I've done a couple other shows for them. Um, We've done uh, Texas Trophy Hunters and then uh, the Ducks event. And then we got a bunch of shows coming up this year that I'll be helping out with. But it's just kind of one of those things that organically through, you know, mutual friends, all, this relationship kind of build. And now it's, you know, I, I kind of bought into their vision of what they want with this company and where they want it to go. And, you know, I'm, I've 
been been a part of the ride so far and it's been pretty fun so um you know it's the sky's the limit on where we can go here in the next uh, in the next couple of years yeah i will say um i guess when it comes to coffee we actually talked about this and i, I talked to levi on the phone about this too but me joe and we we the first thing we do sharp we we've all i don't think sharp does it sharp's younger he's a red bull guy but um, me and Joe, the first thing we do is we get our coffee and we'll go to the blind or we'll get the, get in the timber hole or whatever. So, um, I actually was, I was actually, um, uh, not really when I saw you, I thought, well, man, that makes a whole lot of sense. Cause as a hunter, what do you, the first thing we go to is the coffee. So, and especially if you're, and we, the thing is we get a lot of new waterfowlers that listen to this podcast too. Um, and yeah. a lot of them will, they'll get reach out to us and they start learning that, you know, you got to wake up a little bit uh, earlier than the deer hunter, or whatever it may be. So, um, we, you guys know, you know, you're that, you know, one in the morning, waking up, getting things ready and getting out there. So, but, um, no, that the public land life is, is a yeah. grind all itself. And <laughs> yeah, 12 o'clock, one o'clock wake up calls all season long. But we all understand as far as like hunters, we all understand the whole coffee thing. And that's something we all cater to. But so I guess the one thing I wanted, I was actually curious about. So as far as like the coffee and y'all sourcing it, y'all source it, where do y'all source the coffee from? And then um, as far as different roasts, because I saw a couple of them. Are y'all looking to add any roasts and then kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll take this one, Scott, if you're good with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we get our coffee from, it's uh, a couple different places, uh, but it, it's roasted down in, in, in Texas. Um, so it, it just, it really just depends, um, you know, where we are getting it from and what, what blend it is. But, uh, but yeah, we do, uh, we do have, uh, right now we've got, uh, gosh, now I can't even remember now that you asked me that, um. How many do we have? Seven is it? Is it seven now, Scotty? Because I know we don't carry. There, there's a few that we make, but we don't actually carry them on the website. There, there's there's seven blends. There's seven. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we do do custom blends for for some people sometimes. So that's why that number can can change. And um, but yeah, we've got we've got uh, we 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 tested a new blend. Uh, or flavor, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it blend. Some people call it flavors. Um, last or earlier this year, uh, we got we we tried the samples um, and we, we they weren't quite right. So uh, we decided to pull back on them, and we'll probably we'll probably be releasing some new blends within the next eight months, uh, maybe maybe before the end of the year, but but probably not. We'll we'll have to see uh we're still working on some stuff so uh but within the next by this time next year we should for sure have another blend or, or flavor out um or two so um, we'll just we'll just have to see obviously some of that stuff takes some time and figuring out and just getting it just right um to where it's got a really great great flavor or it's exactly the way we want it to be so you said you said a custom blend. I'm actually curious. So people can actually get a hold of you and say, "Hey, I want these two blends put together, or whatever," and y'all make it for them. Or 
How does that work? Uh, yeah, we can we can do like custom. And correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty. I'm into this, but uh, we can do like custom label bags. You know, we can put people's uh, logo or design on a bag, and uh, you know, have send out a bunch of samples and have you try um, samples, and and then you choose one, and and uh, we can get those made for for certain individuals. I know. Um, YouTube con some YouTube content creators and some some people that have large followings on on social media and stuff like that and have approached us about doing some of that for them. Um, so so yeah, that that is an option. But obviously, you know, it's not like you can just order ten bags on something like that. You know, we've got a we have minimums that we have to uh, we have to do to to make that happen. So um, yeah, that is a, that is a possibility. Oh, that's cool. I didn't uh... that. That'd kind of be cool for an outfitter or something like that, you know. Get get a coffee in, you know, matching it matches with all the, or I guess the duck hunting aroma of the place, you know. If you had a little thing like that, get your own coffee that you serve your your guests. Yep. That'd be a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we, and we do have a lot of. Uh, well, we got we got a handful of them now of outfitters that you know are 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 using our coffee, uh, serving our coffee in their lodges and stuff for the clients and stuff. And we've got more that we're adding this year. So, um, you know, our lineup right now is, is pretty, pretty strong. I mean, there's, there's almost something out there for everybody that we've got. Like I said, we, we, we have just a couple more once we get them nailed down, uh, we'll be even in a better spot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's with what we've got now, I mean, we, we have so many, I mean, uh, the, the only complaint I've ever had on my end is that somebody said, Hey, your high velocity, which is our highly caffeinated blend. Uh, the worst thing that somebody's ever told me is, Hey, that's too much caffeine for me. And so, so, uh, which, which, you know, that's not a bad thing. You know, that's what we were going for. So. That's, that's the, funny. That's duck hunter juice right there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of what, what are those, um, the the Cuban coffees or whatever it's like so I and the reason I say this because I actually tried some of that when I went to uh, Miami um, and man that's, that stuff is definitely uh, um a, it gives you a, def- a big adrenaline rush but that was um, cocaine yeah <laughs> no it wasn't bro <laughs> I was in Miami but no nah, I wasn't no um but yeah man um. So I guess for the listeners, how as far as uh, reaching out to Dirty Duck, I mean, do they y'all is y'all's product strictly online, or is it? Can they do they do they find you on local stores? Um, how do they go about finding Dirty Duck Coffee? Y'all there? Wait, do we? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Scotty. Oh. No, my my dogs are going crazy, and I figured Levi would take the lead. Um, <laughs> Real simple. The easiest way to find us is going to be online, dirtyduckcoffee.com. Um, if you're local in a couple of areas, uh, DFW Fort Worth is one. A Defender Outdoors uh, Clay Sports Ranch, uh, Travis Smears, they actually have a set up and they carry our coffee and some of our um, hats as well. But for most folks, Best way to go about it is get online, go to the website, and place an order. We got everything there. Yeah, and yeah, and we'll be at a bunch of sh- shows in the next month. So 
for people that are, you know, like you like you guys said, you, you came out to the DUX Expo and, at the Texas Motor Speedway um, and got to sample some stuff and, and try some. We'll be, we'll be at a lot of shows here in the next month. Um, so a lot of people that'll give anybody that's interested in trying some, give them an opportunity to, uh, if they're, you know, close by to where the shows are, come out and, uh, meet us, um, and, uh, try some coffee and find the one that they like and, and, and get some, uh, without having to order it or wonder what, what flavor or, or blend they might like. Um, so, so that'll be a good way to, to find us as well. But yeah, if you want to just order just straight up without trying anything, um, we, we, we have the online website or send us a message on Instagram and we can, we can direct you how to best way to go about it. Okay. And y'all have like a subscription option. I know that's like a big thing now with everybody. Absolutely. We do. So, um, and the cool thing about it is just like all the subscriptions, you pretty much set it up. You put in your payment, you say how many bags you want and the frequency. And once you set it, it's just like Amazon. Every so often, every two weeks, every month, it shows up at your door, licking split, and you don't have to worry about going to the store, getting online, buying your coffee. Um, and one of the best things about that is when you set up your subscription, um, you get 15% off right off the top. Okay. And that's something nice. that we've really tried to start pushing uh, here this last uh Oh, four or five months is uh, the subscription service because it's just that easy. And it's one of those things where if you drink coffee, you like coffee. Um, and especially if you like the coffee we have, it, it's a no brainer. You know, just set it up and get it delivered every couple of weeks, every month to your door. And you don't have to worry about, oh, I ran out, anything like that. Yeah. And then, um, that, I mean, that's actually really, I think that for that anyways, when it comes to the subscription, I think that helps a lot. I, I do that with the products that I, I have now. So, um, but I, I had a, when you were talking about that, a curious question, um, it's kind of spontaneous. I'm a pretty spontaneous person. Um, so when it okay. comes to your shotgun shells, your shotgun, uh, if you're using any aftermarket chokes, um, and then your favorite coffee when you're in the blind, what does that setup kind of look for y'all? And I, I let whoever, Scotty, you can go first. You want to do that? Le Levi, Levi, I'll, I'll, I'll finish <laughs> it out. Levi, right. you start. Uh, you kind of cut out on my end. What, what, so what what'd you say there? What was your, what's your question? So if you, when you're, when you go to the blind, you kind of have your, your setup. And this is kind of a, a curiosity question. We all kind of, we all, as as hunters, we're kind of curious of. Oh, I wonder what he's, what shells he's shooting, what shotgun he's shooting, and if he's using aftermarket choke or something like that. Um, what is your setup? And then add, you can kind of add your favorite roast when it comes to the uh, dirty duck coffee. Um, so for me, the the daily drinker. Um, it depends on what I'm feeling. I'm, if I'm feeling a little sweet tooth, I'll, I'll drink some Missouri Boat Ride or our cinnamon teal snickerdoodle blend. Um, but but typically. Sun's up, guns up, baby, is, is what I'm rolling with. It's a Colombian blend. Um, it's, it's you know, my daily drinker, I would say. Um, followed up behind uh, First Flight and, and Dark Dynasty. So uh, First Flight is probably my, my second second favorite one that, that I like. Um, 
uh, if I don't have uh, sons of guns up. But uh, um, for choke tubes, um, for me, um, I'm shooting. Or I, I, I know I've always been a huge fan of Carlson's choke tubes. Uh, Scott Carlson is well. He just sold it. Uh, sold the company, but they are local to Kansas here. They're out of Western Kansas. So uh, they've always been really, really good to me. Um, I, I got to know Scott over the last year and a half um, on a personal level. Um, he actually just texted me today, uh, his new email address and stuff like that. So, um, so, so yeah, I, I, he's always been super, super gracious for me and, and uh, some of my buddies and stuff and, and hooking us up and um, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, it's, it's, it's my favorite truck to and, and, uh, you know, he's a great guy. So, um, and then you said, what was the, what was the, your, your shotgun part of that? Your shotgun and then the shells you use for fur anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, so right now I, uh, last, well, last year I shot a, a Stoger, uh, 20 gauge, uh, the M2030 or 30 M3020, I can't remember what it is, but the uh, I shot a 20 gauge the last two years. The last year was my first year with this Stoger, and uh, I really, really liked it. Um, so um, I've got I've got several other guns as well. Sometimes I switch out, but but generally I'm shooting a 20 gauge no matter what. Uh, that's what I like to shoot. Um, and then for for shotgun shells, um, I, I I I mean there's there's several good ones out there that I like uh, that I found a pattern well through my gun and with the choke tube and stuff like that. So um, it's. Uh, it's, it's really just hit or miss. It's, you know, as we all know, shotgun shells were kind of hard to find for a period of time. So um, I kind of stocked up. So I've got a little bit of everything um, in case things go, things go sideways again and ammo gets expensive or hard to find. So uh, I kind of set myself up pretty well for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's, um, I, there's a couple other uh, shotgun companies that, that Scotty and I have actually been eyeing. Um, so I think, I don't know if we're going to, we're going to say which ones, but, uh, we, we, we've, we've had our hands on them. Um, and it's just a matter of, uh, uh, making the purchase. Um, so I think, I think maybe in the next couple of weeks, it'll give us some insight. I think we'll get to see those guys that we're talking about at, at some shows and maybe see if we can, uh, what we need to do to get one bought. But, uh, I think, I don't think we're going to, uh, say anything on, on which company that is for now. So, okay. All right. So if, if you catch me waking up at one o'clock to go hunt, this is what <laughs> I got. So in the coffee pot, I got high velocity. So I'm going to brew a 12 cup pot and I'm going to down a cup before I leave the house. And then I'm going to put the rest of it in my old man, Stanley thermos. Boom, we're running out the door. Once we get into the blind, uh, it's real simple for me. I shoot, um, my uh, primary gun is a Stoger 3500. Uh, I'm a working man. Uh, I don't have a lot of money to uh, spend $15,000, uh, $2,000 on a shotgun. So Stoger 3500 has been a workhorse for many years for me. Um, and the 
the choke that I'm shooting out of that is a pattern master code black duck. Nice. Um, nice. I love it. Um, so it stones them just as good as anything I've ever shot before. Uh, and then as far as shells go, 99% of the time, I'm going to take uh, boss number five, 12 gauge, two and three quarter shot. Um, nice. The the way they pattern, the way they shoot, the way they knock the birds down, it's um, it's a lot like lead, just like they say. And uh, and to be honest, when I first shot them, I was very skeptical. I was so skeptical, I just bought a box. I was like, I'm just going to buy a box and see what the hype's all about. And believe you me, they lived up to the performance, and uh, <laughs> I was sold. So um, that's pretty much going to be my gun setup. And then around my neck, uh, I've probably got a couple of Ducklander calls uh, as far as duck calls. And then uh, a Pacific game call. Uh, was it uh, 509? I actually got it right next to me. So uh, for my goose call. And that's nice, pretty sir. much day in, day out what I'm carrying in the blind. Yeah, you kind of you kind of made a friend out of Joe when you said uh, Pattern Master and Boss because that's kind of his setup. Um, your setup is <laughs> exactly thing I shoot too. Yeah, so you your setup is exactly yeah. like mine. So I have the M thirty five hundred uh, Pattern Master Cold. I have the yeah. Goose Cold Black Goose and Cold Black Duck, yeah. and then you know yeah. the whole thing with shells. Yeah, but if I could get some hold of some Boss or or some type of Bismuth, um, I'm all about it. No, and, and the, the crappy thing is, you know, like Levi was saying with the shells, and it's hard to get. I mean, like, uh, if if you're not first first there when they put them on the website, I mean, it was hard to get them last year. And so I've had a lot. Uh, Federal made some really good blue box shells last year uh, that I was really impressed with. But, man, um, yeah, if, if I have my pick of the litter, you know, hands down, going to shoot boss all day it's it's my my favorite shell by far and like you said you, yeah. if you want to shoot boss you now's the time to start looking and i'll let everyone in Absolutely. on a little secret they they let all their stuff out at 10 o'clock in the mornings that's when their new product hits yep. their stores 10 o'clock in the morning i was yep. before last uh teal season i was there i was like a couple weeks out and i was getting nervous i would be you know, a couple minutes late and I'd miss out on my twenties, but I finally, finally got them. You, if you stay persistent and keep looking on their website, they, they finally pop up. Oh, absolutely. So I don't, so are you shooting a 20 gauge for teal? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So I, I bounced between both. Um, I got a 20 gauge for last season. I started shooting it. I, I fell into the hype. I fell into the hype, the sub gauge hype and hopped on it. And I got this little, I got an M2. Um, I'm, I'm a lefty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I walked into a, I walked into a gun store, uh, that was by my work. And I, I was looking on the M2 online and I walk in and what do you know? The only left-handed gun they have was that left-handed M2. And I was like, I will be back tomorrow after work. <laughs> Save this big for me. And I, I loved it. I shot speckle bellies with it this year. Um, I shot the boss three fives uh, the specs, and that was a really great load. I found my 20 though. I was shooting um a code black duck. 
but with that boss, it patterns almost too tight, and I've switched back to my stock modified, and the pattern the pattern was really good, and that's what I shot with it. And I shot a lot of stuff. I shot early teal in Louisiana with it, and then all the way through uh, big duck and uh, goose season in Arkansas. I've, I've been shooting. I've been shooting geese. Well, when I got my first twenty gauge two years ago, I had some buddies that were like, "Oh man, you're not going to be able to kill a goose with that." And then we went hunting, and they saw me shoot a goose with a uh, it's a, it's a Benelli. Uh, what's the pump? Nova Supernova. Oh, whatever. Supernova. The, the Nova. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got that one too. <laughs> with a with a twenty twenty six inch barrel. You know, yeah. two number two, three inch, twenty gauge, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And uh, so I shot that all season, and then was like, "Okay, for next year, I'm going to upgrade to a semi-automatic." And I got the Stoger, and uh, and I really liked. Of course, I I have some other Stoger guns as well, so um, I kind of kind of knew what I was getting. But uh, yeah, the Stoger was way more affordable than than the M2. Uh, the M2, I I would have liked to have got, but uh, with about a, I think it was like a fourteen hundred dollar price difference or something. By the time it was all said and done, or excuse me, uh, five hundred. I think it was like seven or eight hundred dollar price difference. By the time it was all said and done, uh, I was just like, I can't. I don't have that much money to spend. And if I did spend that much money, my wife would kill me. So, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So the twelve gauge guys who are shoot, still shooting the twelve gauge. Are y'all making the switch to the sub gauge this year? No, definitely. I, not. I bounce back and forth. I, I like I like them for certain scenarios. Like that what twenty, do you, what do you like to shoot? fast stuff? But I'm, I'm hunting rice. I like a big, you know, gun I can reach out for uh, gun wise for for me or for sharp. Uh, either. Uh, so we'll go with me. My setup's always going to be a Winchester SX4 or Brown A5. And it's going to be the, you know, a pattern master with a, um, the, uh, code black duck. And it's, you know, it's going to be the boss this year. I'm shooting boss stinger load number eight because. Ooh. Yeah. Shooting those number eight. Oh, come on. I mean, if you think about it, you know, last couple of years, you know, people dropped down to sixes and um, fives, you know, even in the steel, you shoot that, the bismuth, that, um, you know, they say bismuth is three shot sizes, um, has a kinetic energy of three shot sizes bigger. So if I'm shooting eights, that should be the same energy as the number five steel with a lot more pellets. Yeah. And you're shooting spoonies. Teal small, smaller ducks down there in, in Louisiana too. So that's yeah, a good, I mean, good shot. That's what, I'm, that's, that's what I'm shooting at specs. Really? I mean, so yeah. So last year I went up to Nebraska and hunted, and I shot um, number five, two and three quarter, and I was killing big hawkers, folding them with number fives. You know, yeah. two and three quarter. So. You know, those why not? Fives hammer geese. Those, those, that's my favorite 12 gauge shell is that two and three quarter inch five. You can kill everything with it. Yeah. Everything. So if, if I'm putting, you know, the same, the same lead, same everything, getting, you know, head and neck shots on them, you know, 
that that number that number eight is me such a dense pattern pattern coming out of a modified choke that you know why wouldn't I mean think about it people are shooting nines at turkeys yeah yeah so I mean it's well, the same question, question, but pattern yeah yeah I mean that's my my thought same you know same concept we're, we're you know we're shooting nines and eights at turkeys. One out of geese. Yeah, I've got, I've got about, and I, and I, I've got well, right now I think I've got about somewhere in the neighborhood of thirteen to seventeen, eighteen cases of ammo. Um, of shotgun shells in my house are ranging in all different varieties, sizes, shapes, uh, colors, shot size, whatever, and I and. Uh, all together, you know, you've got you got a two and three quarter inch shell, you got a three inch shell, you got a three and a half inch shell, and you may have one that's two shot, four shot, three shot, whatever. And and I've got, I don't know, probably thirty different ones that I've I've had that I've actually opened it up and counted the pellets in them because I was really curious to see how those numbers change. And it's uh, it's really interesting. I'm I'm gonna put something out sometime of all the you know, everything that I found, but it's just getting the time to do that and putting it in this Excel spreadsheet or something that people can see, Hey, this is the pellet count that I got um, for boss. This is the pellet count uh, for that I got for uh, a Remington or, a, um, you know, or a Remington three inch, 20 gauge, number two uh, ounce shot or whatever the case. Um, now when so you did that, how surprised were you when you found out some of the shells are using, um, like flaxseed and the polymer uh, buffer, and and, and yeah, that there's are a lot that, there's a yeah there's yeah. a lot that use you know, flaxseed and then there's some that just use a little plastic. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess they're just uh, extra from the shotgun shells, like they they match that color. So I'm guessing it's just extra plastic. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, uh, I can't think of the weirdest thing. I saw one, one of them had something, and I can't remember which one. I've, I've still got all the, they're in little Ziploc baggies with the shotgun shell and everything and all the pellets and, and, and they're pieces of paper with all the information on it. Yeah. Uh, and surprises, some of those buffers take a lot of the shell up more than you would think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, but obviously there's some science behind it. Um, and uh, to to why they do that, but but yeah, I would I would do all that, count the pellets, and then I would go pattern my my shotgun to see which one patterned you know best with a, a long range choke, which one patterned best with the mid range. It's it just really interesting, a lot of lot of information, which to me on the technical side of stuff really helps you understand, okay, where's your, you know, how, how far can you shoot? Where is your shot? What's your shot pattern like? Um, and it really just helps you understand, um, oh, okay, you know, birds are going to be at, at 15 yards today. Okay, I can put that mid-range choke in and I'm going to shoot a federal blue box stuff. Or uh, if I'm going to shoot a little bit longer, I need a little bit tighter pattern. The stuff that's holding together the best is, um apex um you know in a long range choke number two shot you know my uh, or or it could be you know like it's it's just really amazing like but it, it, here's the thing though that i will tell people uh 
the amount of money that I spent to do that, to have all those different types of shows and to have all that in the time was, was a lot of, a lot of money and, and a lot of time invested in it. So, um, if somebody can afford to do that, I recommend it, but, um, it just, it's, it's quite time consuming, but it, it really does help you understand which, uh, shotgun shell and choke tube and everything is best for, for your gun because every gun is different. Um, in my opinion, I don't know what an expert would say, but in my opinion, every gun is, every gun is different. I mean, so yeah, I know, I know. Uh, actually, Joe kind of nerds out with that stuff too. So he will, he kind of does the same thing you do. He kind of, you know, everybody has those friends. Like I'm the one that just like, if Joe says it's good, it's because he he did his research. He looked in, he looked into it, and I'm like, all right, I'll get it. I, I, it's less work for me. I know it sounds horrible, but that's just the way I am. I just want to get out there, get in the blind, and you know, have some fun. But um, yeah, Joe kind of nerd will nerd out about that. So. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, and for, for me, like, you know, switching from a 12 gauge to a 20 gauge, you know, one of my 12 gauges that I, well, my first gun that I ever bought was the Stogram 3500 mm-hmm. and it weighs like 17 pounds. You know, it's like, you know, it's like carrying a heavyweight girl out to the marsh with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make much sense, you know, hurt you back. So, um, but, but no, it was a great gun, but, um, but switching to a 20 gauge and doing all this research, like my, uh, kill percentage or, or whatever you want to call it statistics on, on harvest has gone way up. I can get on target better. Uh, it's, it's a lighter load. It's easier to carry. It just the 20 gauge, like if people aren't on the, 20 gauge bandwagon, which Scotty, I don't, did, did you have one or do you have one? No, I do not. Um, hopefully this summer, if things go well, I'm going to pick up a, a retay, but we'll, we'll see. Verdict yeah. Still out. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, so that's, that's, that's like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I got on before there was kind of a fad a couple like I said, a couple of years ago. Uh, but now everybody's switching to it, and I'm even thinking about maybe picking up a 410 this year. Yeah, uh, and I, I've seen what Tony Vandermore does, and I and I need to ask him about it the next time I see him. And but uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking if I'm shooting some ducks, um, I would probably go with a 410. If I'm shooting ducks and geese, I'd probably still stick with the 20. But just the overall, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just almost it's like a different experience with a 20 gauge compared to a 12 gauge. Uh, and, I, and 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 it's something you have to think about too. You have to be conscious of of that. Like, oh, I, I'm shooting. You know, I'm I'm losing a lot of pellets going from a 12 gauge to a 20 gauge. So now I got to think. Okay, is that bird close enough? Uh, and then that's what where I said where you know patterning your gun, figuring out which shotgun shell is the best for your gun and your choke tube. Like all those things really come into play and uh can really have a pretty significant impact on your success yeah and especially with the the way like ammo technology is now like i I know i know people are going to that are going to 410 and shooting 410s and um it's it's insane because of how that's how ammo has gone how ammo has just changed the game um but yeah, I, I don't know if I'll go to a 20 gauge. My son, well, my daughter shoots a 20 gauge. 
my son was shooting a 20 gauge but now he has he actually has a, that supernova pump the benelli supernova pump who he shoots that now so the traveling shotgun yeah the traveling <laughs> shotgun that shotgun has been everywhere but um but i mean i mean let's be real that that shotgun can't i i feel like it just nothing can go wrong with it, man. It's a, an old pump, just like using an old uh, six shooter. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. So there was another thing too that before I lose my train of thought because I think I got ADD or something. But um, y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all were y'all were talking about uh, different events y'all are going to. What what events are y'all come going to do this year? And what what's kind of the um, big things coming out for Dirty Duck for this season? Levi, go ahead. All right, sorry about that. I had to step outside. Um, uh, we've got we've got all of our shows uh, coming up. Uh, we've got Dive Bomb Squad Fest. Uh, that'll be this weekend, uh, July fifteenth and sixteenth. I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, uh, today's what the tenth of July, so it'll be we'll be in St. Louis this weekend. Um, so looking forward to that. I heard it was a huge success last year and nothing but good things about it. So we, we thought we had to be there is where all the cool kids were and we're trying to be cool kids. So, uh, so anyways, but, uh, um, yeah, so we've got that. Um, and then, uh, coming up, um, uh, at the end of the month, we'll be at the Delta waterfowl show. I think it's the first annual Delta show put on in little rock. So, we're really looking forward to that. It's going to be huge. Uh, a lot of a lot of people are going to be there uh, that we're looking forward to seeing. Uh, that same weekend, uh, we will be uh, a couple of the guys. I think Scotty and and uh, and Jay will be down in uh, in uh, where you guys will be in Mississippi. I think it's like Pearl, Mississippi, or something. Yeah, Pearl. It's uh, just east of Jackson. Okay. Yeah. So. So we'll be down there at that show the same weekend. So we're going to, we're going to divide and conquer because uh, we've got people that want us to be at both and, and uh, people we want to see at both. So we're going to split up that weekend. So it'll be a really busy weekend for us. Hopefully it'll be, hopefully it'll be a great weekend. Um, and then the next weekend after that, August 6th, um, I'm not sure if we are going to, I haven't heard officially if we're going to be at the Rogers waterfowl weekend, uh, up here in Liberty, Missouri, at their, their, it's a one day show this year. Um, so I, it's kind of, uh, been on the decline. It seems like over the last several years, just cause they got rid of some stuff, but, um, it's, there's always still a lot of vendors there and it's still a good event. So, um, I don't know if we're going to have a booth set up or if we are going to, um, uh, just kind of be there. I don't know if Scotty's planning on coming up for that one. I don't think you're going to be there. Yeah, we're going to be there. Yeah, we're going to be there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I didn't know because you, uh, the following weekend, we'll, uh, so that's August 6th. And then the following week, uh, or the following weekend, we leave. Uh, we'll be up at Game Fair. Uh, hey, babe, let them be, please. Uh, let them go. Don't go let them. Um, and the following weekend, we'll be up in Game Fair uh, in Minnesota. Um, so that'll be like the 12th, 13th, and 14th. It's the first weekend. Um, and then we'll we'll be there for the second weekend also. The second weekend uh, is roughly the 21st, 20th, 21st, 
19, 20, 21, something like that. So it's a two weekend long show. So we'll be up there. Scotty and I are planning on staying up there um, during the middle of the week. And uh, I think we're going to, we're going to go do some hunting. So uh, we're going to start collecting some content for, to kick off uh, the dirty duck uh, YouTube channel. So uh, that's something to be looking forward to as well. But uh, all that content that we're going to be getting, uh, whether it's teal season uh, in September or goose season, early goose season, if we can sneak away for some of that stuff, whatever we're getting, we're probably not going to put out anything until late October, uh, early November ish. So, so we won't, even though we'll be doing some hunting for teal in September and, and maybe some early geese or, or ducks or whatever, um, if we can make that happen, but we won't have anything actually put out um, on the YouTube side of things until, like I said, probably, uh, probably late October at the, at the soonest. So, um, but yeah, so we're, we're, we've got a busy schedule coming up. Um, it's going to be a busy year, um, just traveling and, and doing some hunting and meeting with different outfitters and maybe getting together with you guys or meeting up somewhere and doing some hunting or, um, whatever. So, so we've got a, we've got a busy schedule. Um, looking really looking forward to hunting with some new guys this year i know scotty and i never hunted together but seems like seems like i know everything about scotty now we talk about every every day uh whether it's on the phone or through text message or uh or just all of us the owners uh, jay and buck and scotty and i we all just talk back and forth about new ideas and what can we do to uh kind of grow this thing and and uh support you know the industry that really supports us that's a big thing is uh, you know, you don't hear, um, you know, whenever I talk to people, they're like, yeah, uh, we drink Folgers. It's like, okay. Uh, just curious, you know, what is, what, what has Folgers ever done for the hunting industry or the waterfowl industry, you know? Um, and you know, a lot of people say, well, nothing. And that's exactly right. So that's, you know, you know, whether you like our, our, our brand, whether you like the coffee because of the flavors or whether you're, whether you just like that we support the industry that supports something that we love to do um that that's a big thing so um so yeah uh i know that was a lot there but, but yeah <laughs> no trust me you make my job easier i'm just kidding <laughs> but uh yeah man did, um, I, did i hit everything scotty <laughs> say that again did i hit yeah. <laughs> everything or did i miss something yeah i i think so um there are a couple more shows in the works um uh oklahoma has uh gnh has kind of redeveloped itself and they're doing like an Oklahoma waterfowl weekend sometime October. Um, mm. We're potentially maybe going to go to that. Um, back down south normally does a calling contest. Uh, they're in East Texas. Uh, I'm trying to talk to Mike about that. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, he hit the highlights. Uh, there's probably going to be some stuff in the fall. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if maybe we try to go up to Stuttgart uh, around Thanksgiving time. Uh, to do something there at the uh, World Calling Contest, um, stuff like that. But for the summer, before season starts, if you want to come out and see us, that's exactly where we're going to be. So we'll actually be, and I, I talked to Levi about this, but I'm actually, so Levi, you'll be at the uh, Delta Waterfowl Expo, right? The end of the month? Levi, are you there? Yes, yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I was... Uh outside still with the dogs but yes i will uh, i think jay and i will be at the delta waterfall show in little rock at the end of the month so 
We'll be okay. there. We'll have a uh, hot coffee. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah. You, yes. guys, you guys are planning on stopping by, you said, right? Yeah. So we'll be there. Um, we uh, will be there probably Saturday. I don't know if Sharp's going to be there probably all three days. Yeah. Know. But, I think uh, I may, I yeah. may fly in and and come. I've been thinking about. It. I got some miles built up on my on my card, so they were talking about <laughs> us going out there. So I'm thinking about making the flight. I miss Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll, we'll be there. So we'll definitely got to link up with you, Levi. Um, man, I didn't know that uh, Scotty was right down in my neighborhood. So. Man, Scotty, this season, if you ever want to yeah. come up here and get uh, some hunts up in uh, Eagle Mountain or we can go to Bridgeport, just give me a shout, man. I was, yeah, I was going to say, once we stopped recording, I was, I was going to say, we need to try to maybe go get a beer next week or something like that. Need oh, to man, yeah. Hang out. Then let's try to get some hunting in this year. Yeah, that'd be, honestly, that'd yeah. be awesome, man. So I've only hunted, I've hunted in Kansas, Missouri, a couple of times with ducks. And then last year I was down in Texas and did the crane hunting deal. And it was a blast and, uh, would love to, to go back down there again, uh, down to Texas and do some crane hunting, maybe hunt for some little, little geese or some ducks or something. Um, uh-huh. if it, if it all works out, but, uh, yeah. who, whoever's the guide over in Arkansas, uh, we've got fitters over there that we're, that we're planning on going and hunting with. I'm speaking away, but, um, I mean, I've heard it's a, it's a rat race pretty much over there with the boats and everything, but I've never hunted two true flooded, like Arkansas style Cypress or, um, any of that. So folks, um, never done any of that. So, um, I'd love to, to experience that someday, whether the hunting is, you know, a 10 out of 10 hunt or if it's just being there and, you know, getting to shoot three mallards that drop through the trees. You know, it's we kind of do it around here in eastern Kansas. I've got some some spots when the conditions are right that that everything aligns, but um, it's not not truly truly flooded. You know, like green timber hunting or or anything like that. So um, that's on the list to, to get. You know, at least a kill, a duck kill in that scenario, and then get some footage of it. So. Uh, yeah so well so we kind of do our hunts uh so we kind of travel i know uh joe travels and sharp travels a lot um i think this season me and sharp will be up in maine hunting some uh some geese up there and then trying to get some ducks and then uh i go to louisiana a lot because uh joe's down there in louisiana so i'll go hunt with him a lot actually i'll be there for opening day for teal actually all three of us will be together so but if y'all ever in Louisiana, I mean, and I'm down there or Joe's up there, just reach out to us. Um, yeah. You know. <clears throat> y'all are in Arkansas and I'm not guiding too. We can go. Yeah, man. Be, you know, you got to do out of state weekends, but you can go get on. We can go get in September. Yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah, um, man, Scotty, would, I definitely got Once we get, uh, end this, we'll talk. And then uh, if you're ever up here, Levi. I mean, just give me a shot, man. We'll go. We'll go out on the boat and try to get some ducks. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And real quick, Joe. So, uh, being in Louisiana, y'all ever hunt Calcasieu, or are you a rice field guy? So I hunt Calcasieu. I hunt. I have rice pits. I hunt all over Louisiana, but I'm right, maybe twenty minutes north of Calcasieu. So you're in Sulphur. Yeah, I'm like ten minutes away from Sulphur. I'm actually in Deritter. You know. 
How old are you? Uh, 36. You know a guy by the name of Chris Hill or Jim Hill? No, no, sir. Oh, shit. All right. Well, there are a couple of folks <laughs> out of, uh, out of Sulphur, and I used to live with them uh, when I was working down in Louisiana, but, um, he took me duck hunting a lot down there. We hunted uh, the marshes down there. And yeah, then, hunt them, uh, yeah, Hackberry Marsh and all that. Yeah, Hackberry, absolutely. Yep. What's that all? What's that little gas station? Uh, Cajun Fast Mart. A yep, best yep, yep, yep. breakfast a duck hunter could ask for at two, three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, y'all are definitely fairly close. And I mean, uh, yes, I probably sir. go over there once a year just to uh, hang out with my buddies over there. So um, that's awesome. A lot of good yeah. over there. Yeah, we kind of we'll kind of go everywhere, but uh, yeah. Um, Sh- Sharp, do you have anything before we kind of we're kind of reaching that mark? I'm good. I had a good time talking. We hit some good points. I'm I'm happy for the night, man. Yeah, Joe, you got anything? No, just I really appreciate you guys being on the show today, and I uh, can't wait to see you guys and um, try some of that coffee. Absolutely, fellas. Absolutely. But I guess uh, I guess before we end, uh, let's uh, we kind of um, for our listeners and new listeners and just hearing about Dirty Duck Coffee, they heard where they can get the coffee. As far as like social media, what do, do they just put up Dirty Duck for Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff? Yes. Levi? Yes. So okay. uh, Instagram, <laughs> yeah. It, oh, well, I keep thinking Levi's going to jump in, but yeah, for Instagram, it's Dirty Duck Coffee. Uh, search that. You'll find us. Um, same thing with Facebook. Uh, rumor has it we just got a Snapchat. I'm not very familiar with it. Uh, I don't use Snapchat that often. Um, but yeah, so on all social media platforms, uh, the website again is dirtyduckcoffee.com. Um, my, if you want to reach out to me, um, we do hey, I, inter- interrupt you. We do have a, a TikTok or a, a Tic Tac, as Jay would call it. Jay runs the Tic Tac. Uh, we we did just uh, we did just create a Snapchat as well. So sorry, I'm out here with the dogs and trying to do evening chores and that sort of thing. So before it gets dark here, but yes, it, everything is just a very duck coffee company. Um, and you can find it there, but yeah, we do have a Snapchat. So, and it's and it's Dirty Duck as well, Dirty Duck Coffee Company as well. So, go go add that because uh, you're going to see all of Scotty's adventures uh, this season, and and uh, you know, that sort of thing. So, you you're not going to want to miss out on that. <laughs> it probably will, honestly. But <laughs> but no. So yeah, we we've got all the social media covered. Uh, and then okay. I know, um, like, if you need to reach out to me, uh, best way to do that is just through uh, Instagram, and that's uh, Scotty Goggles. Um, search that. You can find me. I'm not too hard to find. You said Scotty Goggles? Yep. Okay, nice. One T. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I guess uh, – yeah, I guess we, you, you all have anything to say before we end the show? Anything uh, you all want to bring up? Uh, I, just, I just want to say thanks. Oh, no, you thanks know, thanks you. for having us on, guys. Uh, you know, th- 
starting a coffee company during a pandemic is never easy. So, you know, it's, it's hard to get, you know, out in front of people when everybody's locked up. So, you know, it's really, this year is kind of, we're allowed to hit the ground running. So being able to have y'all have us on and use y'all's platform just to kind of spread the word about that, uh, just a lot of gratitude there. So I, I appreciate it. No, and I appreciate y'all. Hey guys, and like always, I want to thank Violent Honor Outdoors for what they do for our service members, first responders, and veterans. I also want to thank The Real Decoy, and I want to thank A-Bear Custom Decoy Rigs. Like always, y'all have a good one, and let Valor not fail. Mm-hmm.